0: Welcome to The Nooner Show, where we explore the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, but most of all, they're inspiring. Here are your hosts, Jackie Wallace and Gina Guccini. Okay, so
1: hey, i got to tell you something really funny, because you're going to appreciate this. I don't know what John Paul and I were talking about, scheduling, future... Goals, stuff like that. And he actually said to me, I don't know, I'm just gonna take it like it comes. I take it like, as it comes. Oh my God. Oh, you're listening is my... to Gene on the Nooner show and ignoring your mom. Thank God. Somebody actually mm-hmm. listens to me. Take it as it comes. Take Take it. I thought I would never hear him say that. Yeah, I'm proud of that Well done, John Paul. Just going to take it as it comes.
0: Well done, John Paul.
1: I got to reprogram him. Uh, No more listening to the Nooner Show, John.
0: Or no more listening to me. (laughs) Is that why he's not responding to any of my texts? You have him blocked. You blocked me Uh, from him.
1: You know, I don't know you know how to use this (laughs) phone. Why well, uh, is he not I'm,
0: responding? No, I'm teasing. I was gonna say, that that's was me- not like Champ. No, 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 no. He's oh, very good at responding. Yeah. I was just teasing. Because- the rest of
1: the kids are different.
0: <laughs> no, I yeah. I was just teasing because yeah. you know you were not happy with his response. Take it as it
1: comes. I didn't say I wasn't happy. I was surprised. Because he's um, he's a list person. Well, not really a list person, but he does reach goals to and the stuff rest of like you. Reed, she's not happy. <laughs> I know. I just who, thought it was funny because for
0: anybody who doesn't know, Jackie and I have very different approaches to things. Very Jackie is, different. Jackie is very detail oriented, very very list oriented. Many lists. Many lists. Uh, many lists, but very list. Oriented, very list. list. She loves her list.
1: I decided I want to get buried with my list.
0: That'll be not a problem. <laughs> I'm going to put I a, want
1: a dress made with my list.
0: <laughs> not a problem. I'll sure. get right on that. Okay. Um, and and Gina, I am I am very. Go ahead from your point of view.
1: Um, no, you go ahead.
0: I am very take it as it comes. Fly by the seat of my pants. Yes. I am like, all right, let's do this. Oh, I might have mm-hmm. an idea for something. Right, but then I change it midstream, mid sentence, mid event. Like right. I'm like, oh, okay, let's adapt, let's adjust, let's change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's both are good. Both are good, and I think it's that's whatever why we, works for you and, and it works for us. Right, right. And I think mine comes from being a teacher, a classroom teacher for so long. I was always, you know, I would come in having a plan, have an idea,
1: but then it changes. Unexpectedly. Yeah,
0: when you work with thirty kids in a classroom. Yeah, right. Nothing goes right like you think it's going to ever. And so. thirty parents. Yeah. At least yeah, understand about. Yeah. So but, but anyway, it works for us. Yeah. I
1: thought I'd share that with you. Yeah. Talk that he's listening th- to you and not me.
0: Oh, thank you, John <laughs> Paul. I'll, uh, I'll give you that money we promised. Tonight. Anyway. When you change your behaviors. Speaking of list,
1: I mm. have one for you. Mm. I think you should apply to be on uh, sports illustrated. Next year, oh god! Do you see Martha Stewart? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, eighty one years old.
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Do you see that? All those pictures. All those pictures. I mean, what a badass!
0: Pretty gutsy.
1: Oh yeah. But Listen, she's Martha Stewart. She hangs right. out with Snoop. Come on.
0: Yeah. I don't like to put my bathing suit on and Same. in, in public anywhere. So, you know, yeah, it's pretty. I don't even want
1: to put it on in private. Good for her, though. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. beautiful. Um, and I, I know there's like a lot of, um, you know, obviously comments both both ways, you know, but it's like, give me a break. She's 81. She has the guts to do that. And she looks amazing.
0: Yeah, everybody's got their own thing that they want to do. And everybody's got comments. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Of course. You don't have to listen to them. Martha Stewart, I'm
1: sure, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, you know who was the oldest female person on Sports Illustrated before Martha Stewart? It was last year. I think it was last year or it was 2021 or 2022. But it was Elon Musk's mom. She's a model. Really? Yeah, she's she was 74, and she did the cover of Sports Illustrated. Looks amazing too, which is great, you know, because they're saying we're going to live to 100, so right, so we can be supermodels. There's still hope. Interesting. You know, I was thinking about it of my friend group, our friend group too. You know, who could pull that off and just look amazing is Nora.
0: Nora would, yeah, she would do it and not give it a second thought.
1: Well, but she's stunning. I mean, she he, here she's got five kids and I think like eight grandkids. She's in her 60s and I, she is just drop dead beautiful. Like I think she would do it in a heartbeat and look amazing. I'm going to tell her to apply.
0: I don't think you apply. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I'm not audition. sure the process
1: is is that how it works.
0: I'm not sure what the process no. is, but I'm no. I'm sure that that's not it. Okay. But yeah.
1: Well, you anyway. look into that. I am going to. You I'm do going that. To suggest Nora. Anyway. You do that. Okay. Okay, so we have a guest here today who is very used to putting himself out there all the time because he's in the entertainment world. So let's get to him. Matt Kaysia is a successful entrepreneur specializing in the entertainment sector. He's the co-founder of Singers in the Round, Detroit's premier songwriter circle. His mission is to connect musicians of all genres and provide a supportive community for songwriters to display and share their artistry. In addition, Matt founded Verona Music, LLC, a Midwest talent agency. And when he's not busy helping other musicians, he's busy performing and sharing his original music, complimented by his spot on pitch for which he proudly credits his soulful sound to the influence of Motown. So join us today we have an inspiring story of sticking and scaling to your passion. Welcome to the Nooner Show, Matt.
2: Well thank you for Welcome. having me. This is this is very nice. I wasn't sure when I should just jump in and
1: <laughs> anytime. <laughs> you know, anytime. I feel like
2: I'm a I'm a I'm a hybrid of you both. I'm I'm a take it as it comes guy.
1: And a list person.
2: And uh, yeah, a battle between both worlds. Oh, you do. <laughs> well, I need my list to keep me on track. But yeah. I am definitely a take it as it comes.
1: Oh, good deal. Person,
2: that's uh, I learned that in life yeah. from starting out as a very rigid, you know, planned out five-year plan, ten-year plan, twenty-year really? plan person, and then realize that life doesn't yeah (laughs) allow you to stick to those plans
1: yeah no kidding at all that's for sure so before we get into everything you have a lot going on and um, your hands are in everything and you're all over the place so before we really kind of dig into that let's give us a little bit of the backstory of how you got into music and writing and producing and everything you've been doing
2: You ready for a time machine? (laughs) This goes way back because never did I have an intention of doing music. Really? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I I was always musical, always musical, always loved music. Music just kind of came in. So take it as it comes. Okay. (laughs) You know, in in high school, like I mentioned earlier, you know, five-year, ten-year plan, all that kind of stuff. I had every intention of being a doctor. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was, I I had more doctoral experience as a high schooler, you know, because I, you know, I read medical books and I did, you know, I worked in sports medicine and stuff like that. So by the time I got to college, I was like, I'm ready for this. And then and then anybody that knows that has been through like pre-med, you know, and undergrad, it really has nothing to do with medicine. <laughs> they're just preparing you because they're, they're thinking that you know nothing coming into it. Uh, but long story short, uh, I always did music and at the end of high school, I I was done, you know, because I was an athlete, so I played football in the, in, the, in the fall in high school and then once I was done with football, it was kind of like, now what? You know, mm-hmm. high school wise, mm-hmm. you know, I was in student government and all that kind of stuff, but uh, so I just randomly decided to try out for the school musical with, a, with another football friend that, so it was kind of like, oh, the, the, the jocks are trying yeah. to get, get into our world here. Right. And yeah, and I ended up landing this big vocal role, and uh, then that led to in the spring, one of the high school bands was like, "We need a singer," and we heard, we saw you in the play, so we know you can sing, and so that led to that. And then all of a sudden, we're in the battle of the bands, and we win the battle of the bands, and it's like, okay, that was a lot of fun. How did you, you know
0: you could sing?
2: Oh yeah, um, I've I've always been able to sing. Uh, started in church as a kid, and mm-hmm. just. Always was able to sing, and then uh, high school came, and then it was like singing wasn't cool. You know, yeah. I was in sports; I wasn't going to be in show choir in in high school. You know, mm-hmm. so so I just kind of like put it aside for a while, and then it came out.
1: <laughs> and then you is that kind so, of what started the the path well what happened
2: was yeah what happened was you know our band wins battle the bands in high school and then it's like okay well I'm I'm off to college you know see you guys but then we you know we stayed together and and for fun you know I'd go back and we we'd do small little local gigs in Troy and and stuff like that and then fast forward a little bit better during college I was in college (laughs) in the late 90s I entered college in 98, so my computer back then, like, you know, you didn't, computers only did certain functions. Yeah. Not like they do today. They do literally everything.
1: We didn't have computers back
0: (laughs) in my days. No.
2: So I somehow, I bootlegged or something, some type of uh, recording software on my computer, and it was the first time you could, like, track on your computer. It was, like, not heard of. You could record WAV files in single you know, yeah, things on your computer and use those for things. And they took up the entire space of your computer and <laughs> one file. Yeah. But um so I got this recording equipment and I and just as a goof, I wanted to, I loved harmonies. So I was like, wow, I can actually harmonize with myself and create like music. So I threw together this really cheesy song called On the Weekend. And I didn't think much of a of it because it was just geez, I didn't I you know mm-hmm. I, I didn't want anybody to hear it or anything but then I had a roommate over here and he's like oh that's kind of that's kind of catchy that's kind of nice and so I you know I was like oh that thanks but no big deal not really my thing to put out there in the world and then some friends used to come over and suddenly people are requesting the song so back then you could like transfer a, a file on AOL and some messenger so I would transfer it to like a girlfriend that liked it or something. And keep in mind, this is like around 2000 um, at this point, or it's it's, it's 99, and Napster
1: uh-huh.
2: was a thing. Right. And, you know, for any of you young folk out there that don't yeah. know what Napster is, Napster is, it was like the first, like, sharing music, you know, tool on your computer. It was, you know, bootleg, it wasn't official. But so what happened was when you had a sound file on your computer, it immediately was loaded into the database yeah. of Napster. So essentially, I guess this was before viral was a thing. But like all of a sudden this was, viral. this sound song was showing up on people's computers in colleges all over the place.
1: That's crazy.
2: So here I'm t- <laughs> I'm trying to focus on my academics and, you know, I, I got a song out there that people like and wow. they're downloading on their computer. So it kind of coincided with shows that the band was doing and getting getting involved with. And we were all in different places too. Some of them were still in high school, some of them were in college, so mm-hmm. through the years. And I guess that just spun into, I got really into like getting the band shows and we started doing these bigger and better shows and we had a lot of friends so it helped you know mm-hmm. anybody that knows doing a show it helps when people want to come to your show right off the bat right <laughs> right you have a built-in audience right. um well especially in college so that kind of you know that uh, that kind of ballooned into a path that i was not
1: Wow on. i did not know that so talk about a leap of faith no kidding yeah
2: and then you know i'm spiritual so Some things happened in my academics that, like, put me at a crossroads of, like, I had to make a major decision because I had a a setback with, I wouldn't say a mentor, uh, a superior, and that wanted me to, like, leave my program and stuff. And I kind of said, I don't know. I always like the challenge of being a doctor, but I think the challenge of music might be even harder than being a doctor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: That's
2: for sure. So I was like, I want the bigger challenge. So I went with music and that, that was, you know, right, right. Around two thousand and
1: never looked back.
2: Never once looked back. Wow, really? taking it as it comes. Jackie. No? no kidding. So I took it as it came then, and uh, and that's why I don't have a rigid outlook on things when it comes to like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, have this and have this house and yeah. be in this place, and I, I just never did it because I just know that anything can happen at any moment right. that pushes your life into. The yeah. next
1: place. So, how did singers in the round come up?
2: Well, this is this was kind of like a uh, a beautiful union. So, for obviously not all the listeners know who Yorg is, but Yorg is another you know Detroit musician that's really involved with right. the, the music community and pretty if much you're every a musician, aspect. You probably anywhere. know who
1: Yorg is, Pro- but if probably, you're not,
2: <laughs> probably yeah. So what happened was... um, Wait,
1: let's go back. Let's explain. Can you explain first what Singers in the Round
2: is? Okay, what Singers in the Round is, is first of all, an in the round is a Nashville style like way of showcasing music where before you would showcase an artist and they would do their set of songs and then you go to another artist and another, another artist. Well, the in the round style was, made it a little bit more dynamic where the artist would only do one song and then the next, and the, the, then the next artist would do one song, and then and then you just go and in, in the round and, mm-hmm. and, and a circle with that, and and there's a lot of advantages to that because a lot of times somebody is in the audience and goes to a show or is tuning in somehow to this to a showcase, you know, they're only focusing on oh I'm, I came here to support my friend or the person I like, right? And so then they do their little set, and then they either leave or they tune out or whatever. Where this keeps your audience, whether it's live or broadcasted, it keeps your audience more captivated because, you know, they're they're kind of forced to hear these other artists.
1: Well, and one do of the things thing. that I like now I've only been to singers in the round here, what, mm-hmm. the one you guys did. I, I've never gone to one in Nashville. But so I don't know if it if it's the same in Nashville, but what I like is that it's all about their art. Like mm-hmm. they tell the story mm-hmm. about the song that they wrote, which is different than just going to see a live performance. Now, is that different than going into a listening room? Because I know those are
2: starting to pop
0: up all over.
2: A listening room is typically not in the round. So I love love the idea that...
0: Will you explain what a listening room is?
1: Well, back in the day, Motown days, it's how they um, decided if a song was going to be good or not to put out, and they would call in a, a lot of people to or a group of people to just sit and listen to a new song that was written before it was released. And from what I understood, Barry Gordy, would they would have to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down if they liked the song or didn't like the song.
0: So singers in the round though isn't giving feedback. The audience isn't giving feedback on whether or not they like a song. So that that's where it would be different.
2: Correct. So this is just True. an artist being able to share their art without scrutiny. It's not a competition. It's not a you know they're they're not you know
0: looking for approval. Yeah,
2: or, they're just being able to share organically, you know, their music and their story if they so choose. I mean, it's really created something special that we weren't. We didn't know it would do.
1: Yeah. So, like, how, so
2: all the stuff that we planned out and engineered in the beginning, it all changed.
1: So, in a beautiful what, way. What what like, changed compared to what you guys
2: were? Well, I mean, really, we thought this was would be like a. We were really only doing a one-time thing, mm-hmm. with the hope that it'd be somewhat of a series. You know, whether it be once every three months, or in a different location, or. Mm-hmm. kinds of aspects to it, you know, maybe more of a a, a showcase featured event, you know, ticketed event or something. And then we, the way we kind of started it put us on this path. So essentially I had, I had been involved in a, in the round in Chicago when I was living there. Okay. And I had already been playing music for years and done showcases among showcases and showcases all over the country. And the showcase, the particular showcases I always did, some of the artists were not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they were just they were just kind of thrown, okay, here's your showcase, like a tryout. Where the one that I did in Chicago, I was like, wow, the, every single person is good. They're like really good. Like yeah. I, I want to listen to them and I, right. I want to like know more about them and follow them. So I said, well, that's, uh, that's way different than your typical showcase of just like a those person on the stage and if they can maybe draw an audience or if they can, right. you know people didn't didn't put much thought into it so I said, well, you know, if we can hand pick our favorite people you know, we could put together a really captivating, great show right? so the idea was to like get the best of the best mm-hmm. and put them on that stage and have them do their originals and do it in the round so everybody's listening to everybody and the audience is getting to know, instead of one artist, they're getting to know four, you know, different acts. Right. So I had a big vision of that, but the only thing that was holding my vision back from putting it out there was I also wanted an aesthetically pleasing room. I didn't want to just throw people on stage. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an, an entire, you know, experience. Experience, yeah. You know, visually mm-hmm. and, and and listening experience. So I really held out. You know, I, I was already connected with a lot of venues. I, we we could have done that on any stage in Detroit. Yeah. But I was like, I want the right stage, but some of the right stages were, you know, a theater. And that, you know, we can't right. fill a theater with, you right. know, a, a, a new idea. Uh, not to shortchange us, but mm-hmm. like, like we, we, we wanted a, a simple, this was around the time that Otis Supply and Ferndale had opened. And I was familiar with them. And I had a connection there, but at the same time, it wasn't like, you know, I wanted to put it together fast and get, put something together and, and sell it. And I couldn't quite get it through as fast as I wanted to. And so I just happened to be at a barbecue that Jorg was at. And I had known Jorg for years. And people think that Jorg and I have known each other a long time, but we weren't. We didn't, oh, I we didn't work know together for okay. you know, mm-hmm. most of that time. We were in bands in the 2000s that mm-hmm. were doing all the same circuit but never crossed okay. paths, you know. So I was talking to him, I was like, you know, I have... I really want to do this showcase thing. And, and like, I knew he knew connections at Otis Supply, too. So I was like, you know, what do you think? Could you get them to kind of, like, you know, make it happen? So this over... came up at
1: a barbecue? Yeah. Okay, I did not know and he's that. Like,
2: and, of course, if you know York, oh yeah, like, it's that yes. sounds amazing. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> York doesn't say no. We've had Yorg on amazing. the show. So, he doesn't say no so to we, anything.
2: So we kind of, I, I didn't want to partner with anyone. Mm -hmm. On it because I already had the entire vision. Yeah, so I didn't need a partner on it, but I thought, you know, why not? Let's try it out. So between the two of us, we were able to push it through to get a date at Otis Supply and and Ferndale. And I think at that time, out of the four artists, I think I I handpicked three of them, and you're through a fourth.
1: How do you handpick your artist?
2: Well, at the time, it was just people that I already just knew. Okay. At the, mm-hmm. You know, this all evolved. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was just people. I know they're great.
1: Yeah.
2: So I, mm-hmm. I want, I'm going to ask them if they'll do this. Yeah. And I know the originals are wonderful. We're going to put them on the stage. They're a great singer. So at first, like I said, it was completely like chosen, handpicked. The element that changed everything was York and he decided I don't I still don't remember we'd have you'd have to have him on the show and ask him but I don't know he just was like I want to live stream it. Yeah, I want to live stream it. And this is this is back in you have to me uh, 16 17, 2017.
1: How many shows have you guys done so far?
2: Uh, I think the next one's 54.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So moving forward yeah. to the currently your venue is where?
2: So we just moved last month um, with the closing of Otis Supply a few months ago. We're, we're now down at, at uh, Aretha's Jazz Cafe down in at Music Hall in De- downtown Detroit.
1: And that's such a cool venue.
2: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And and again, like was, when we had to switch venues, I said, York, we can't just switch it anywhere because the whole original vision was it has to be aesthetically pleasing and yeah. it has to be a nice place. Really, Arethas is 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 very nice. I mean, yeah. it's 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 classic. It's, right. It's got a good look. So so far, so far, so good. The first, um, the last episode we did last month was was wonderful there, and we're going to be back there on uh, June thirteenth.
1: So when is it, it, it? again?
2: Uh, every second Tuesday of the month. Okay. We, we went in that direction over a year ago. So we've been mostly so consistent. consistent. We've we've had to mm-hmm. you know switch here and there, but in general, it's usually every second Tuesday of the month. Okay. Anybody
0: who's listening who thinks, "Oh, I want to showcase my my music yeah. on Singers in the Round." How do they well, how do they uh, how do they apply? How do they get in touch with you?
2: Well, most people most people message us. Um, and we do our darn best to get through every message and try to check everyone out. You know, the screening process is difficult because at this point like we started out as like very focused hand-picked people. And then the show developed into like we thought we were going to have like a small rotation of a lot of the same people, Mm. you know, over time. And we had no clue that there was as many talented songwriters and people like that either didn't have much social media presence or didn't have much presence or we thought we, we are between York and I, we thought we knew every musician in Detroit. Yeah. Do you have a
0: wait list of people who want to be on it? Like you have, you have shows planned out and when they're going to be and people who are waiting
2: or how do you, we absolutely do the hardest, the the, the vetting process is the hardest thing because I have a standard to put people on that stage and York is way more kind, but it's, also been beautiful at the same time because there's been some people that maybe were not professionally ready to be on that stage that made it happen Mm -hmm. and blew us away. Yeah. So it's difficult because, you know, some people have slipped through the cracks that were, you know, hard for our listeners (laughs) to to, to listen to or a little (laughs) bit different. That's not that was not my intention of the show. Right. At the same time, it ends up balancing out and it ends up being a beautiful thing.
1: And now, is it just um, musicians from Michigan or if somebody from Nashville wants to come do it or Chicago, can they apply?
2: So so, so the show is really open to everyone. We've okay. we, we, we had a band from Indianapolis. You know, we've had a lot of people come up from Nashville. Okay. Um, just because the show itself has been, I mean, definitely over 80 90% Michigan and, low, yeah. low, you know, locally homegrown um the show's really opened it every any any you know talented songwriter out there um, because it's
1: live streamed it's not like they're I, trying to I think to-
2: what's difficult is you know is is obviously people are, it doesn't pay much <laughs> so it's hard for somebody to you know yeah. pick up but if they're already on tour if you know we we yeah. we actually had a couple times where people just on tour and just kind of figured it out, and it just worked out. Or know, if they're
1: they, trying to just build their
2: um, yeah. their brand yeah. or their so it's identity. Really the, it's really up to the artist. We'll, we'll invite it. Because it's free for we've, an artist. We've definitely, right? we've definitely invited artists and songwriters that are like, I'm sorry, like, I, you know, I can't do that or I don't see the value in it or something, and people have turned us down. But not that common. Um, yeah. We've actually been pretty amazed by the level, you know, because we've – it's really – it's, it's – it's songwriters that may have never had a voice outside of their home studio or their basement. Well, and they're getting and high it's, quality and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's and it's established, mm-hmm. you know, award-winning songwriters, you know, right? Internationally touring songwriters that
1: we've had on there. You know, now, so. do they pay?
2: What's that? An artist doesn't pay to
1: be on the show, right? No, we
2: we, we would never.
1: So have, they get a pay. live streaming, yeah, platform free.
2: It's it's the platform, and, and mm-hmm. it was always a free. To the studio audience, mm-hmm. always free. So there was really no way to, you know, compensate artists. Now we're selling tickets, but we've never been over the the hump of, you know, the production costs. It's, right, it's, it's it's kind of astronomical. In fact, shout out to all the production people that right. have not been. I mean, they have not been compensated for their their value that they've added to the show. But uh, but I I think I think what it comes down to is it, it's just. I think everybody sees the vision and the beauty of it. I mean, including myself. There's, there's nothing I, else I do that this is like my pet project. I don't make anyone. <laughs> Where <laughs> yeah. do you
0: see this going? Where would you like to see this go?
2: Well, you know, I have always have such big visions for things, and and I always want to reach that goal of what that vision is. And and I, I have struggled with this to figure out the end game is that we created a platform for someone to break through or somebody's song or somebody's brand to break through to a larger audience and kind of be that platform for us as the producers and the hosts, like, yeah, we'd love to have, you know, uh, be on a network TV show or something, but we, the format of the show really focuses on the artists and like we could we could start focusing on their story and their background, because mm-hmm. that's the stuff that you know America wants to see. Right. You know? yeah. But that's where we want to want to take it. We want to we want to get a little bit more in depth with the artists instead of them just performing and telling them their show. So.
1: Okay. And what about your music?
2: Well, my music is uh, you know I've been a licensed published songwriter for over 20 years, and sadly don't have as much time for it. As I used to, you know, and you're because a great I'm musician. All so that's you know,
1: that's too bad because uh, your your voice is incredible. I
2: still have I still have big visions for my music and that they have an impact somewhere. It okay. just hasn't
0: mm-hmm. happened yet.
2: Yet
0: <laughs> It hasn't happened. Maybe yet. Maybe you should go back I've to a, the I, list.
2: I haven't allowed I have <laughs> right. it to happen. I've held it back because I'm kind of at the point where I'm, I just I want to see other people succeed. So
1: all right, so. If you're interested in getting into singers in the round, you can all social media platforms. You can message Matt. Yeah, and, right,
2: um, right. Right into us. Persistence without being annoying is key. Yeah. <laughs> Persistence is key because you know, yeah. If you if you write in once, we right we get we get a lot of people submitting, and there's no like official way to submit.
1: Right, and it's probably a good we idea We don't have to, a
2: submission form. We don't, no. you know... So just
1: message you. So, but it's probably a good idea to go check one out, too. Um, I the, think you can learn a lot I mean, by watching it.
2: I think that's, you know, if you support the show, there's a lot of people that we've put on that stage that, you know, just come out and yeah. support it. Yep. And want to see, want to get involved in the community. You know, we see yeah. that you want to be involved in the community and are involved in the community, then we'd love to give you a chance on the show,
0: you know. With this, Great. with the link to the show, we'll leave the, your contact information and social media links yes, so people absolutely. can contact you. Remember, don't be obnoxious, but do be <laughs> persistent. Well, it's it's
2: very easy. I we, like that. <laughs> it's singers in the round. That's the tag for everything. We, you know, the website, the Instagram. So, if singers in the round. If if you load that in, you, you'll find us. Okay.
0: And that's perfect. Thank you, Matt. that's perfect for our fortune cookie. As we toss mm-hmm. our fortune cookie, let's add Singers in the Round to the end of your cookie. So All it's right. the cookie that's right in front okay. of you. Go ahead and just rip the cookie. Oh, I
1: get a purple one. I there love
2: purple. There we
0: go. So sharing a smile with someone can change your life with Singers in the oh, Round. Yeah.
2: Okay. A child will teach you an important lesson today on Singers in the Round.
0: Do not
1: allow people to dim your shine because they are blinded. Tell them to put on some sunglasses at Singers in the Round.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you
1: for
2: having me. I hope I wasn't too long-winded. Not so I, I at I, I all. Try to, I try to keep my brain on pace when it comes to... Well,
1: and I'll tell you what, Singers in the Round, I've been there a few times, and you don't, you don't have to be a musician to go. If you like music, it's a great platform to just um, listen to the artist, and uh, you're not. it's not a screaming type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend it. So the second Tuesday of every month at Aretha's Cafe. Like, subscribe, and
0: follow the Nooner Show and Singers in the Round. Also, remember that sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith.
1: Thanks for taking the leap of faith and have a great week. Thanks for having me. Thank you.